Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Seavers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we are in the epilogue for the second arc of the King's War and his writing, Dearest Ones, which cover the letters that he wrote from Santa Ana, California, Las Vegas, Nevada, and Carlsbad, New Mexico. As you know, the Silver King's War is a podcast series based on my father, Stanley Silverfield, and his writing, entitled Dearest Ones, throughout his World War II service in the Army Air Corps from January of 1943 to October of 1945. Dearest Ones includes hundreds of letters written over almost three war years from Air Corps installations in North America and Europe. His story began on a train from Birmingham, Alabama to Nashville, Tennessee. He was 19. The first arc of Stanley's war began and concluded at the Air Corps' classification headquarters in Thompson Lake, Tennessee. Over five months, he rose and fell while hoping to reach his personal goal, to be an Air Corps pilot. But consider the context for the king and his war. He was riding high to be a pilot and crashed hard against a 75% washout rate through what he described as the washing machine. But he rose again. The second arc of Stanley's war began at Santa Ana Army Air Base in California and ended in Carlsbad, New Mexico at his bomber school graduation on January 15, 1944. When Stanley began his war, he was 19. When I was 19 in 1967, as a sophomore at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, the campus roiled with Vietnam War fury. And over 24 years between Stanley's war and mine, the world was spinning out of control. And we never talked about his war or mine. Each year in our lives is formative for the king in his initial year. His war and the Air Corps became his formation. I, on the front page of the Chicago Tribune, got a letter from Rockford and home with the query simply, Is this you? And yes, it was me. Separately, we took formative shape in year 19. And Dad didn't earn his pilot wings, but he became a decorated bombardier riding in the greenhouse. And Stanley turned 20 just before he washed out of pilot school. But before he reached 21, he was a bombardier navigator with gold bars in the Army of the United States. The story of his rise is remarkable. One month into bomber school, in a dearest one's letter that Stanley wrote to his family, he suggested that his parents purchase an October 9, 1943 issue of Collier's magazine. He wanted them to specifically read a small section called Wing Talk. Well, I ordered the magazine, and 
it arrived and is beautifully done. And this is the section called Wing Talk from that Collier's Magazine, which was written by Robert McCormick and published on October 9th, 1943. McCormick wrote, A new group of men known as bombigators will graduate from San Angelo Army Airfield Bombardier School on October 28th. A bombigator is a coined word combining bombardier and navigator, a man who has both navigation and bombardier training. A bombigator can navigate a bomber by dead reckoning, which means by instruments alone. He is instructed in a blacked-out cabin and is so thoroughly trained that on long missions he can relieve the navigator, who always before has worked 12 to 14 hours without a break. When a bombigator graduates, he will be able to direct a plane from San Angelo, Texas to Chicago and arrive within 20 miles of the city and within 10 minutes of the predicted arrival time. He will be able to drop his bombs within a few feet of any object in the city. The new course requires 18 weeks after a strenuous introduction to training at a pre-flight and is different from anything previously attempted. New teaching techniques merge bombardier and navigator training methods into one comprehensive course. Being interrelated, both subjects taught at the same time, but dead reckoning navigation taught at San Angelo Army Airfield is not to be confused with celestial navigation taught at Air Force navigation schools. The bombigator relies only on instruments. On a mission, the bombigator will be constantly busy. In addition to readying and dropping the bombs with the bombsite, he must take readings of all instruments and compute the plane's position at least once every five minutes. The course is so stiff that only those who are in top physical and mental condition survive the training. But when they do, they are masters of themselves, their instruments, the bomb site, their ship, and the bombs. The Wing Talk Bombigator story was published four months from Stanley's June 7, 1943 letter, as he was preparing to ride a troop train from Nashville to Santa Ana to begin his work for a bombardier's gold bars. I traveled with the Silver King throughout his war, and it was quite a ride. And I thank you so much for listening to The Silver King's War.